halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia. Hi, I'm Jenny Tare, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. But tonight it's a half C because we're missing our third, Kim, who's actually stateside visiting with the parental unit. Um, So I hope that's not too revealing of her personal information. But anyway, that was just a way of uh, explaining to you all dedicated, beloved listeners. Or new. Why, or new listeners. Or new listeners or horny listeners. I'll take any kind of listener or there's, a half listener. There's existing listeners, new listeners, and horny, horny listeners. Horny listeners. Yeah, I love, I love Exactly. <laughs> I love them all. Uh, that's why we're not doing our full hour. Because, you know, technically we all eat, we all, I guess, would talk about 20 minutes each. So we're missing that last 20 minutes. I, I don't 25. know. Jen might accuse I, I know, me of 30. being too woke and it might go to an hour. You never know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Camilo is very woke and I need to, I, I need to be the reactionary in our midst. I, um, I asked Jen before we start, I'm going to react immediately. If she knew the spiel for the half C episode and she said yes, but she didn't. She didn't actually Clearly. say that it's a, a half baked there. Oh, sorry. Um, so I right off the bat, have... we, got out, we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, this is bad because there's only two of us. So there's no third party to mediate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a cage match all up in this bitch. Listen, I... You usually put the theme song, the halfway there, half C, you could get eaten by a bear. So I didn't want to repeat anything. You're right. And you know what? I'm going to put that theme song right here. Okay. La 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 la, 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 la. Oh, wasn't that great? (laughs) Step back, pitch up, boys. Um, Camilo, how was your week? Uh, halfway there, girls. I'm trying to fit it into West End boys and West End. Oh yeah, that's good. So I have to ask you, were you, were you scintillated, titillated and excited by the news that they broke into Donald Trump's safe? (laughs) Yes, I tweeted, but his boxes. Um, which if you Very listen good. to this in the year, I don't know, 2044, if we're still around. Mm, debatable. Thing, uh, yeah. First two, but her emails. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie. I hit refresh on the news like every 20 minutes, which is Did you? bad, unhealthy, yeah. psychotic. And, and par for the course at this yeah, point par for, for all of us. Yes. Yeah. Um, somebody put on Twitter, <laughs> they were like, call your MSNBC parents. Tonight is their Christmas, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Very good. Um, predictions. Do you think it's going to go anywhere? 
I, uh, there's, there's the rational brain part that's like nothing goes anywhere at all. So why would this too? But the Mm -hmm. lizard, the lizard brain is very excited. The lizard brain believes in truth, justice, and the American way, right? No, the lizard brain, the lizard brain believes in uh, Schadenfreude, the revenge fantasies, (laughs) but karma. the the blood of the the blood and guts of our enemies strewn over our battlefield. You are a Roman emperor. What is the difference between you and like the emperors of Rome? My God, nobody feeds. I feel me like grapes. I saw a bust straight of your face in the Vatican. What's that? Nobody feeds me grapes straight into my mouth as I recline. That's the primary. You could probably find that on Grinder. Grape feeder, <laughs> little grape feeder. Um, well. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'll be honest. I I tune out. I I kind of, I, I think I've reached my media saturation point somewhat. I, uh, I, I I like to think I have, and then this stuff happens, you know? And it's like, well, crap. I, I have, I need, must have to know. And it's, it's not good. Um, it's it's unhealthy, and I will discuss it with my therapist tomorrow. Do you talk about your your? You, do you talk about stuff like that with your your therapist? Oh, we talk about plural. Jen, we talk. Oh, really? We talk about everything. <laughs> I really like having the microphone back. Um, <laughs> I um I I don't know. I think, but what I like about this story is that it's because this was initiated by the. National Archives, something, something, NARA. Oh, is that okay? I know nothing about this. They're All like, I know is that they, yeah, they're like agro librarians, okay, like, basically. It's like imagine your local librarian and they're pissed because their you know collection is not complete because some of this stuff right. is in Mar a Lago. These, <laughs> these are just the most militant librarians you've ever met. Well, librarians are pretty militant, actually. They're the vanguard of our uh, social... Some are, yeah. Vanguards of our democracy, librarians. So he took documents that he shouldn't have, right? Is that the essence of... Yeah, you're pretty much not supposed to take anything. Okay. If it got said or did while you were in government, it's government property. All right. And he's like, that totally tracks with who he is. I wonder how... I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I mean, what what is mm, somewhat suspicious is they were asked to turn over those documents a few months ago, and they turned over some. So not all. why were the rest not? And that's sort of what caused this this raid. Like what? God, he's there. such a classic rich boy, isn't he? In some ways, like no, I'll keep it. <laughs> I want an Impa Limpa. Um, I'll I keep want it. your toy. Oh, is this your toy? It's my toy now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh National it's... Archives, whatever, whatever. This is your documents? No, no, they're they're my documents. Also, yeah. what was I noticed on Twitter? People were putting pictures up of something he flushed down the toilet. <laughs> There's now Maggie Haberman, the uh, story. Oh beer. yes, 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 yes. The, the their relationship is so interesting. It is. I wanted to do a one-person show about her called oh, Maggie yeah. and me. He's and clearly obsessed with her. 
because they are kind right of obsessed with each other. Yeah, they're like I a remember, weird foil. <clears throat> yeah, they have a really interesting relationship. I remember that he was talking about, she was asking him about going to Camp David. And he was like, it's basically a summer camp. Like it's, it's a fucking shithole. And he, <laughs> and he says to her, he's like, yeah, you think you'd like it, Maggie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was well, like, because, God, this because is because he looks like like Girl Scouty. Like what? No, I think because he's like you're a New Yorker like me. You don't like that like camp. Mm. You don't like that rustic shit, and don't pretend you do. <laughs> yeah, they have a really weird. Okay, so wait, how does Maggie Haberman know about what he flushed down the toilet? Uh, apparently, the toilet photos are related to her upcoming book. Like they're they're either going to be in her book or they're part of the PR campaign around her book about the white house, uh, the Trump white house. Oh and, my God. And, She's going to be booked on morning Joe for like, like <laughs> 15 hours. They're going to do a special morning Joe where they have Maggie Haberman on. It's going to be like nine 11 for morning Joe. <laughs> Seriously. They're going to have her on for Mika Brzezinski is going to be like, like they're both going to be coming. <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, I, I don't want Twitter to be the sole source of information for this podcast. It is. Let's but, just. We need to just surrender, Dorothy. <laughs> like it just is. It's going somebody, straight into my brain. Somebody photoshopped a piece of paper that had a photo of Eric Trump <laughs> on it, Call me and it, and it says. Happy birthday, Daddy, from Eric. And it's torn oh, in half. It's torn in half and it's in a toilet. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> oh, God. My dog is just whimpering. None of Phoebe. those toilets. Phoebe, come on. Stop. Bro. Come on. You're my Eric. This is my little Eric Trump. <laughs> He's just right like here. crying for attention. Oh, yes. God, she wants more food. Um, yeah. The big shocker of those toilet pictures is that none of them are gold. Uh, true, that the toilet isn't or the, the paper itself. Either or. Right, right. <laughs> it's been, you know, OK, speaking of like shocking things. And did you hear what happened to Anne Heche? I know you. Oh, yeah. Like. That's so strange, wow. right? She, I mean, she might not live. It seems like she's in very serious, like she's she yeah. it, could die. The story is so weird on every level. Did you hear about the stylist no. she was at before? No. Okay. I've I've okay. You you need to fill me in. I, I have I have clicked on I, I looked at TMZ. Okay. I, and I was like, TMZ is too much it's too disgusting for me to to even like I'm cur I guess I'm I have morbid curiosity about this, but I watched I, one video of the Mini Cooper like speeding down the street and then I thought about all the people that worked at TMZ and I was like I can't these people are such ghoulish crypt keepers that I can't quite give them my eyeballs god damn it okay. I need I need to find this thing for you because it's so incredible so apparently she'd been to a stylist before and when the stylist okay. was, uh, and we haven't explained what happened the act the act the well known okay, for those who don't read people.com uh, on a day on the daily. The the actress Anne Hayes, who's had a long history of like mental health issues, 
like drove at a top speed into a, a private home, did not injure anybody in the home, fortunately, but she burned her, like she's in a coma. She burned, you know, gave herself, I don't know what degree burns. So she's currently in a critical state. Um, she also burned, I think, half the house. Down. Yeah, the ha- yeah, the house is a loss pretty much. Yeah. Um, I was I was, re- I, you know, I also read about the person who apparently there was a tenant living there, like the owner doesn't live there. They have a tenant. Right. The tenant pretty much lost everything. So uh, everything is unrecoverable. Yikes. But a truly bizarre angle to the story is that apparently before that she had been at a stylist and the stylist said that when Anne was in earlier, she, quote, wasn't speaking in cursive. Have you ever what? heard this expression <laughs> before? Apparently it means intoxicated. She wasn't intoxicated. She wasn't speaking or noticeably anyway. She wasn't speaking in cursive. And to me, this is the biggest takeaway from this whole story. Is like, that phrase? That phrase is okay, wild. So the, the phrase is she wasn't speaking in cursive means she wasn't shit faced. Yes. Okay. But if you're speaking out, like if you and I were at a party and a friend of ours was like holding on to the wall to stand up, I'd be like, Camilo, Jim is really speaking in cursive tonight. Sorry, Jim. Not not only is this a maybe, this is a definitely going to happen. I will be using this <laughs> as soon as you will I be you will be dropping that, this into your phraseology. I will be frequenting bars much more often. Everybody in here is speaking in cursive, <laughs> except for me. Um Okay, so the the stylist was like, she wasn't shit-faced. She also wanted, like, a bright pink wig or a bright blue wig. I mean, it was just like... That sounds like like she's speaking in cursive. It kind of does, yeah. Um, It's really sad. I mean, the whole thing, all the way around. So the blue wig was unavailable, so she wanted a red one. Um, I will admit, I looked at her IMDb page uh, after this tragic news and she works a lot i mean she's been working a lot like i saw that yeah it's um i mean it's so easy to fly to work in hollywood these days and fly under the radar it's amazing yeah there's so much there's so much much content yeah yeah it's interesting um she also grabbed the stylist's face she just clasped his face between her two hands before as you do when someone's styling you but he said she wasn't speaking in cursive. So mm-hmm. I'm really confused because all of the things he's describing are the actions of someone speaking <laughs> in complete cursive. <laughs> so I, I think I suspect there's a disconnect here. I think there's maybe this is Venice, California. I mm-hmm. suspect yep. the amount of eccentric characters that come in to get styled at this place is considerable. Yeah. So that the there's a probably a very indistinguishable fine line between people who are speaking in cursive and those who are not. 
this is true. I love how you declared this with the with the knowing of a private detective. <laughs> yeah, like Venice is known for its bum 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 characters. Um, yeah, I think Venice, you're right. It was 1945 in Venice, California. Yeah. The body had been tucked away behind a tattoo shop. Bum, bum, bum. And Hesh flew by in a Mini Cooper. Well, anyway, get well, Godspeed, and Hesh. I hope, yeah, you, I hope sure. you recover. It's really sad and strange. And um, I think I read that just generally since the pandemic, I think um, auto deaths are up like 40%, something crazy. Yeah, people are, even here in mild Kansas City, people are doing, they're acting crazy on the road. I mean, yeah. you know, this is supposed to be like the polite state. Yeah. Believe it or not. It, I mean, Missouri slash Kansas, which Kansas City straddles. I know Missouri sounds like a, like a nightmarish hellscape, but overall, the driving in general is very considerate. Yeah. I don't think it sounds like a hellscape. I'm very glad that Eric Greitens lost. No, we wanted him to run because he's much easier to, be, to, to beat. Yeah, but I think it's very dangerous to assume he's beatable or any Republican in Missouri is beatable. So uh, yeah. I think it's ultimately better that you got a somewhat moderate person rather than a man who's appearing in television commercials with a bazooka over his shoulder. Yes. And his wife is like, yeah, he's a complete psychopath. He beat my children and like tied up a real estate agent and did revenge porn. I, I, it really is like the Nadir. I mean, I it's mean, it's bad. I'm amazed that something like that could kill somebody's political career in Missouri, because if Josh really? Hawley running in the Capitol has indented his reputation, then on January 6th, like that, uh, that, that video running should have sunk him in, in any normal in any normal era, which we've there has been no normal era. But you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Although he's a son of the state. Right. Like he's a local boy made good. He's not an idiot. He went to Stanford. He went to Yale Law. Um he is very well spoken. I mean, I personally don't like him, but I have seen him. He's got decent views on tech regulation, actually, that are kind of interesting. Uh, although I oh. thought what he did on January 6th were dis was disqualifying. But, you know, I I actually find Eric Greitens to be far more just dis like of a disturbing person. You heard it here first. Jen Tear. Pro Josh Hawley. <laughs> I'm not pro Josh Hawley. Or whatever. It, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But um, if you watch the video of January 6th really closely, running just two steps behind Josh Hawley is Jen. No. Oh, please. <laughs> for her I life remember in, a peasant, on... in a peasant blouse. Like she's exactly with milk jugs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sir, you forgot. You forgot your beverage. Um, I, I just remember on January 6th when they did the vote certification and when he went up and he still maintained the line. And I remember Mitt Romney looking as close to like murderous as I've ever seen. <laughs> Do you remember that? 
I I don't remember that look. I remember that last episode you said Mitt Romney was hot, and that's just okay. Imprinted. He is. He's a very he's a very he's a very trim and spry oh. uh, older man. The Mormon Church has come under huge scrutiny this week with the AP report on sexual abuse cover up in the in the LDS. Interesting. Did you well, not, did you is, catch that? I did not. Because I was too busy reading about the hipness of the Catholic Church, which is the perfect segue to our to the meat of our episode, which is the hottest club in New York City is the Catholic Church. You know, Um, Okay, this would go. I think we can file this one under what the kids are up to. Don't you think? Oh, yes. So there was this article in the New York Times with Julia Yost. Julia Yost, I think, or Julia Yost. It was I don't a, know. How, a would slow you, news how would you characterize would, uh, this article? Camilo? I would qualify it as a slow news day. Very slow news day. No, I would characterize it as every reactionary movement has a counter reactionary movement and ad infinitum. You know, it's. It's like, what are the young people who don't want to be radical leftists doing? And this is kind of one of the things they're doing. When Okay, I have a question. Where, where becoming a proud boy is not an option. Right. I mean, what do you think the dominant cultural, like um, the dominant cultural sort of milieu is in terms of like re- dominant respectability? I, maybe maybe first, like briefly outline what what we're talking about because we have. I don't okay, think so have. this article is about kind of how it's so New York centric, isn't it? Really, <laughs> yes. um, I mean, I've listened to some of the podcasts and I know some of the people that they're referencing. So basically, it's effectively kind of talking about this. I would say neo reactionary group of cultural figures that have risen up probably in opposition. I don't know if in opposition, in reaction to, would you say like Camila, like wokeism, I suppose. I think in a way, I think it's like liberal, liberal moral panic. I I think that's part of it. Part of it is also overly libidinous society with only fans and just sort of, I don't know, just a, and, and a lack of culture of, of meaninglessness. I mean, I, yeah. And these are people who are joining the Catholic church. Basically we haven't said it. They're joining the Catholic church, but they're bringing mm, is fresh. The right word, a fresh perspective. No, they're, they're that effectively in a way, these are all people who are, generally pretty transgressive to begin with i guess they're like sort of uh downtown hipsters (laughs) who and i've listened to some like i've listened to the red scare podcast i also listened to the wet brain podcast and i i as i was reading this i I, it jumped out at me because one of the people mentioned in it is this woman named Honor Levy who went to the college that my boyfriend taught at. She's had articles 
uh, like essays and short stories printed in the New Yorker. So she's kind of like a literate, like a little bit of a, insofar as we still have them, like a literary it girl. But we don't even really have that anymore. And this article goes on to describe that a lot of them have converted to Catholicism. Um, and uh, that it's become sort of a hipster, I don't know, aesthetic. What would you say, Camilo? It, it, it absolutely, I think aesthetic is a word that kind of nails it because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, in no way does this article make it feel like it's sincere. Like any of this is sincere. It, and I'm not saying that it's not, it could be. All or many of these conversions could actually be sincere, but they seem like sort of cultural posturing, cultural, an attempt to carve out a niche in their own reactionary world where, okay, well, nobody else is doing this, so we're going to do this thing. Okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter with... And I will counter this- myself afterward. Okay, great. How is this any more LARPing, for example, than very wealthy, very safe um, white kids screaming defund the police when they live lives that in no way are going to be affected by (laughs) like the actual kind of like carrying out of such a such a policy like the one thing i thought when that became sort of like a radical chic instagram meme um was that you know in south america it's very clear like the rich will always have police they'll just be private extrajudicial like paramilitary forces (laughs) you know they're in gated community they're like literally gated property they Mm -hmm. often have like heavily armed guards around them they travel in literal like armored guards and even in pockets of the U.S. you see this occurring. So when that became a very fashionable slogan, I thought that the actual implications of that were extremely short-sighted and just ultimately political, you know, not even political theater. It was just theater for like, you know, people performing effectively for each other. So I'm not sure that in some ways there's a total symbiosis, right? It's like... This is kind you of know. like a teenage character in uh, in White Orchid reading Marx. Is right. that what he was reading? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, also Grimes posing around L.A. reading Marx. Um, right. But not re- really doing anything. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. It's what was the question? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how is it different, really? I, you know, I, one is like I this think, sort of radical chic rhetoric that ultimately, if if you really carried out the implication of it, the people who were spouting it would be terrified by the reality of it. You know, which I, I think yeah. it's so interesting that more and more non-white people are voting for Republicans in part because, you know, they, you know, especially poor communities, they experience crime in a more profound way. They don't want less police. In fact, if you look at the polling, they want more police. They want different kinds of policing, but they actually want a greater police presence. And, you know, ultimately it's like, what's the difference between these transgressive hipsters pretending to count the rosary and, you know, somebody LARPing as like some counter-revolutionary. 
I think we have to explain to our listeners what LARPing is because I'm not sure it's hit the mainstream yet, but it's live action role playing, which means that you are pretending it started out as, I don't know, we're going to do um, a- We're going to dress as like anime figures. Anime figures. But yeah. I, think the, I think the OG is we're going to dress up like revolutionary war soldiers. Some of us are going to be union. Some of us are going to be Confederate and we're going to- right. be- we're going to fight on a battlefield, quote unquote. And that's yeah. kind of the original LARPing and it's evolved to like doing Dungeons and Dragons characters and so on. So now it applies to anything where you sort of don the quote unquote costume of a persona. Right. That you sort of are not naturally and pretend to be that. But I think what the examples you provided are actually to me more authentic because I think that a teenager slash 20 year old rebelling against their wealthy parents, their cloistered life and saying defund the police. I feel like that may be legitimate because they're reacting against a lifestyle that has been oppressive. Maybe, maybe. Really? You maybe. think that like Let me kids just, who, okay. Let's just mm-hmm. say that maybe some of them. And then the other example you provided was what? I have very bad short-term memory. Uh, was were, uh, p- transgressive hipsters who embrace the Catholic Church as a no, kind no, of like but, form of rebellion. But you, you no? provided another example. About defund the police? No, the other example. Well, we've both forgotten. So never oh, God. <laughs> Truly middle-aged people. <laughs> Truly middle-aged. Um, Please, I but, hope those Alzheimer's drugs but, work. Oh, God. But, but there's a chance that a religious conversion has a at least a patent of legitimacy. Like maybe you did really discover you know, that the Catholic Church, I mean, in this day and age where the rampant abuse has been exposed. Yeah. It seems, it, it seems hard to believe that anybody would turn to it. But I will say that my longtime ex, Eric, he was mm-hmm. very, very attracted to the Episcopalian Church because of its embrace of ritual yeah, sort of the comfort that that provides, and in a sense, the antidote to the vacuousness of secular life. Yeah, I was going to say the horishness of the gay community, but in a sense, the mm-hmm. vacuousness too, in many ways. Yeah, um, that it's like a window into the sacred that has all these built-in rituals and history. You're part of a continuum. History, yeah, and it, in a way, I think to him, it was that was really comforting to him. I grew up in the Catholic church, so it doesn't, not in my family, but in school and so on. So I've been exposed to it a lot. So to me, it's not, it has no novelty. Like I, I've seen, I've been there, done that, I guess. You're not enchanted by the possible state of grace that it offers. You know that it's nothing but an illusion. Here's my thing about kind of uh, contemporary progressive culture. I'll say like uh, left I really don't consider it leftism because I'm a leftist, but I think it's rooted in labor ultimately. But there is a real puritanical streak in it all that ultimately, in some ways, it devolves into religion anyway. You know, so um, I I think it's sort of funny that people are reacting towards a kind of religious tendency of the sort of nouveau moralists which takes a kind of liberal sheen by becoming Catholics. <laughs> you know, and you know what? I think it's good to have these people in the Catholic church. I mean, if they really are sincere, 
I because, don't. Do you think? Okay, they, that's my other question: is are are these people in any way sincere? I don't think so. But if they are, right. but one of them must be. Let's say one of them, maybe Honor Levy. You know, who apparently was to, Jewish, which is yeah. a faith I consider to be pretty more strong in terms of rituals. Yeah, and more interesting in terms of questioning and so. But um, oh no, my dog just threw up. Hey, babe. <laughs> Oh, no, it must be the topic. Your dog's like people pretending to be Catholics. She definitely was letting us know that it's all LARPing. Um, I I don't know. I mean, is it for Twitter views? Is it truly sincere? As I always say, did it even happen if you didn't write an essay and post it on Pastebin or whatever? People are posting essays on Medium. I think it's a thumb in the eye Medium. of I think it's a thumb in the eye of what they consider respectability. I think it's like a version of punk rock, like, fuck you. You know, like not like secularism, the, the meritocracy. It's it's not all it's cracked up to be. But it's like such a in this mellow... house, we believe signs, you know, the whole yeah. respectability politics of what that means now. Um, it's, it's such a mellow punk rock, though. It's not like they're going to come outside your townhouse and like pee all over it or throw dog shit at your windows, right? It's or scream until like you know you, the basement music venue that you live above is like yeah. cranking out ten thousand decibels at three in the morning. It's like, oh, we're just going to Catholic church and we're rubbing ro- you know rosaries in our hands. Like the only, actually, the only way to make us know that they are doing this is by writing essays. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they would be completely unperceived. I mean, do you think that, okay, I have a question for you. Do you think that you can affect a posture? Like you're like, I'm a Catholic now because it flies in the face of what is accepted in like certain circles, I'm talking about hyper-educated, yeah. you know, upper middle class to just wealthy. Um, I think Honor Levy's mother's like a Hollywood producer. Only um, on the coast, only on the coast, baby. On the coast, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think that you can affect a posture but then actually end up believing it? Like that it actually becomes meaningful or does it all become or, or does it continue to be a game? Because that I think is kind of interesting. And I think that's brought up in the article that once you it is, start yeah. participating in the rituals, um, I, uh, I, I'm torn about this because I think uh, as an acting exercise from our yeah. acting days, I know that if you force yourself to start laughing and keep laughing, you will end up laughing. And yeah, it sounds genuine. So there's yeah. something about a habit. Habit's not the right word, but sort of creating a uh, pattern. Yeah, keep repeating it, then it sort of becomes ingrained. But mm-hmm. I don't. I think you have to be a certain kind of person to be susceptible to that for a lifestyle. Because again, I was, I grew up with the Catholic Church. I was invited to go to seminary. I considered it. And I use my, I don't know, my teen limited intellectual prowess, not prowess is the wrong word, but capacities at the time to say they're they're making a good pitch, but no, 
and I've been, you know, I've been exposed to this ritual for years now. Right. But maybe it's because my home wasn't religious. I don't know. It's, but if it was reinforced at home, who knows? I don't know. I, I, interesting. I don't buy, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy into it, but I think I'm not lost. And I think some people are lost. They're lost. I think everybody's looking for meaning. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, and that there's something about the world that we're living in that feels really meaningless to a lot of people. Who was it that I was reading about recently that's been religion shopping? Like it's some star that like oh, keeps really? changing religions. Gosh, I wish I felt faith. Like I wish one day I heard the voice of God. That would be. Don't you? It would be amazing. No. Really? Yeah, no. That would be too destabilizing for me. The one thing I do. But what if it filled regret, you with like just a feeling of complete peace and took away and would, any fear of death? I would completely lose. Okay, well, I like that, but I would completely yeah. lose my identity. I would no longer be me. But I'd you wouldn't need else. that identity anymore because you had the love of the divine. I know, but I have the love of me and I like my identity. <laughs> Isn't so that crazy? You like, want to hold on to your own narcissism and shun the yeah. holy power of the Lord. I I do I miss maybe it's hard to work because I've never had it, but the community of being in a church I think is something I would enjoy. But I'll say this at the same my time. Father, there'd be so many yeah. crazies. You have to deal with so many crazies in that community. Maybe not. Maybe you would just come into a communion of fellow believers and feel a great sense of connection. Maybe. Uh, my father always was like a lifelong atheist, pretty much agnostic. Uh, but he always, he had a very hostile relationship towards religion. Um, my and my too. mother was, my mother was a Roman Catholic and we were all baptized and taken to the Catholic church. And when we got to the cat, the church doors, my father would say he left his pipe in the car and then uh, we wouldn't see him till the end of the ceremony. Um, but he always maintained that he wished that he had faith and that he was envious of people who had it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. No, no, I, 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 New I York agree. shitheads though. Yeah. At the end of the day, I do think we're all looking for meaning. I'm, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm looking for meaning. I'm looking to make the most of our, you're looking for the year. newest Madonna single. It's Oh God. No. <laughs> Catholic gone bad. The, oh, God. I Madonna it, Madonna made me lose my faith in God. Oof. Basically. You heard it here, folks, first. Okay, this I mean, has been, yeah. I think we've done half an hour. Uh, People, we've done, tell we've us. done more than that, as usual. Okay. Half, half, half C, half C. People, tell us, do you have faith? Do you LARP? What yeah. do you LARP? Do you, yeah. have you felt the love of God? Um, what else do we want to ask though, Camila? Have you felt our love? Our, <laughs> I want to, should we turn this into a ministry? Should we be? <laughs> that would be amazing. We would make more money. We would make a lot more money. Like send us um, money to our Patreon or you will be struck down. Yes. Feel the, the rays of the divine through your monthly donation but more than that give us five jesuses on <laughs> apple podcasts or whatever they're called um 
please give us five stars. Recommend our podcast to another listener, mm-hmm. potential listener, friend. Uh, and we're going to do, I think we should open, the, I think we should do an episode where we open the lines and have people call in. Oh, yeah, for sure. A love, a love line. I love, I love impromptu. Oh, yes. Well, remember, we're supposed to be giving love advice and nobody has called in with any like dating. <laughs> Why? And we are amazing, tips. amazing models. Um, where are your dating and relationship questions? Come on. Yes, please. Uh, remember, the only true love of anyone's life is God, though. <laughs> um, I hope that's not offensive to anyone in religion, because one thing I don't like is like I don't like sneering towards religious people because I think it's as valid as anything else. I absolutely agree. And living in New York City was not did not help that living in South Florida did not help that living in Kansas City has really helped me a lot with that. Interesting. That that's very cool. Very open-minded, wonderful religion. I mean, of course, they've been everywhere. It's not like they suddenly appeared out of nowhere. But right here, in particular, there's it's a very churchy area. But I've yet to encounter any evident hellfire and judgment. Yeah, Yeah. judgment. So yeah, there's probably a lot more judgment in like New York City. You know, certain corners of that place than there are in. Uh, you know, certain, certain mega churches. I mean, that's the sort of, um, I think that's, I think that's part of what I find so distasteful about the, the contemporary progressive movement is how utterly fucking react, like conservative and judgmental it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, Uh, our Patreon is at halfway there to the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, no, so no, no, nope. Our patron is at halfway there, the podcast. If you would like to tithe to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you hear that, Mitt? You, you can get a <laughs> t-shirt, extras, and other fun stuff we're working on. And uh, yeah, keep it perky. Email us at halfway there, the podcast. Is Did that we not it? say that already? Well, let's say it again. No. Oh, let's you said it, it again. I can't remember. I'm getting so old. At halfway there. Everything's halfway there in the podcast. Look, just at gmail.com. Yeah, just pray, pray for it and you'll it'll come to you. Yeah. Like a ray of light. Thoughts and, and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Plus cash. Keep it, keep it prayerful and perky. <laughs> prayerful and perky. Bye. Bye. This was a half-baked there. A half-seas episode of Halfway There. Use it to scare off a bear. Or don't. Like, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs>